Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest Welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcome you back to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about the Gorgie Keith film pick of the week, 1982's The Last Horror Film, directed by David Winters. Is this going to be the last episode? No, we're absolutely sure it's not going to be the last one. Might be talking about the last horror film, but it's not the last episode because we have so much more fun to have on the show. But first and foremost, I'm joined by the man who picked this film of the week, the Gulfgate Keith. Indeed. It is me. The ghoul is here. Welcome to Talking Terror. Hello, everybody. He's here. Good evening. He's bringing the energy. Oh, we love it. Uh, can't wait to talk about the last horror film and the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, we're not going to be joined by the Mad Monkey uh, this episode only because he has some things going on to take care of. He had an anniversary yesterday. Uh, so, you know, it's a big week for him. A lot of things going on. So we will keep the cocaine stash away for this week and give it to him next week. So he can do some Well, wait a minute. I can fill in for him real quick. Wait there. Hey there, Frank fans. What's going on, everybody? It's the demonically mad monkey saying, hello, everybody. What's going on? Well, last night I was busy banging around. Bang-a-tang, bang-a-dang-a-dang, ding-dong, dingle, because it was my anniversary, baby. So... You know, listen to us on Spotify, listen to us on Blog Talk, just listen, fucking listen to us. I'm going to get my ding-dong suck, so see you later. What's up, dude? That's it, that's it, that's it, right there. Yeah, and I think he says something about coming in his ear or something like that. That he, No, that's the end. That's what he does at the end. Thank you for letting me come in your ear. So, not to do that. But, no, we, he, he brings it, and, uh, you know, we miss him, but he'll be back next week, you know, so. For all the mad monkey, mad cocaine ravings. Uh, we're going to be joined by the dean in a little bit, I'm sure. He's always fashionably late. You know, he's got to get his wine together. He's got to get his weed together. Whatever he needs to get together for horror news. But th- So while he's not here, and we could fuck around a little bit, yes. uh, Ghoul, Hello. let's just fucking talk about it. Dr. Oh, Strange. No, there he is. No, that's <laughs> not him yet. No, that's just the dean. <laughs> but let's talk about it. <laughs> Dr. Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I got to see it on Sunday. Ghoul got to see it on Thursday. So we're not going to spoil it for you because we want you to see it. We want you to enjoy it. But, Ghoul, what did you think about it walking out of the theater after it was over uh, about Dr. Strange 2? I mean, listen, you know, again, non-spoilers. It's, it's not even a full week out. It'll be a full week tomorrow. Nope. So you all know how mm-hmm. I am on that. But what I will say is, is that, unfortunately, as far as, you know, I'm concerned – this falls onto the to the lower spectrum of the MCU films. Uh, is not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. It just wasn't the movie that I um, that I wanted it to be. It's not the movie that I know that it could be. And on top of it, you know, one of my biggest fears was that this movie, directed by Sam Raimi, who came in after uh, Scott Derrickson, you know, left. 
uh, Raimi came in, you know, they, they rewrote, you know, what they did, and, and, and like, they rewrote it completely. So they, they didn't go by anything that Derrickson was, like, working with. Um, but he very much made it a Raimi movie. And that, you know, for me was, was kind of what I did not want. You know, I wanted this film to feel like an MCU film. And, you know, for me, this feels like it can be in the same universe as the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films, which I don't hate, but at the same time, it just didn't gel as well with me as some of the other entries in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So what yeah, were your thoughts? And, and I lean I more towards the opposite, uh, as we talked about. I love the fact that it was a Sam Raimi movie. I was hoping for a Sam Raimi movie, and we got one. Uh, all the classic Raimi trademarks are in there with the shots, the framing, you know, just how he makes a film, a Raimi film, and that's what worked for me. I also like the fact that it didn't feel like an MCU movie. This felt like a separate movie. Like, you don't really need to see any of the other fucking movies in this franchise. I mean, you can, obviously, but if you walk into Doctor Strange 2 without knowing anything, you're just watching a Sam Raimi movie, Doctor Strange shows up, and a lot of fucked up shit happens. For a PG-13 movie, I love the fact that he pressed that PG-13 rating. Didn't quite go into R territory, but came close a couple times where it was like, okay, I could see this becoming a rated R movie. Some of the, the action set pieces where it wasn't your typical battles. Uh, it was just getting bloody with it, you know, and just getting down in that Sam Raimi territory where, you know, uh, there was a, a, a meme that was shared online where it was a Trojan horse and Sam Raimi was wheeling the Trojan horse over to Marvel Studios the Trojan horse was Doctor Strange 2, and inside the Trojan horse was Evil Dead 4. And I was like, that's pretty much yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> you know, it's because you yes. gave him the tools, you, know, you gave him the means. <laughs> no. and, and yes, theoretically, you know what? It's, it's not... It's not even out of the question. You know what I mean? You, you, could, re- you could replace certain elements and add in a little more gore and you would absolutely have the Evil Dead 4, which isn't, isn't terrible. You know, it's not. It, it is not. No, no, not at all. And, and there are some set pieces uh, in the movie where I'm like, this is just like I'm watching Evil Dead. Like, I, I was having so much fun. I, was like, this just, I can't believe I'm watching a Marvel movie that's directed by Sam Raimi, but yet it feels like I'm watching an Evil Dead movie, um, you know, with what he created towards the finale of the film. Um, but overall, I just, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, you're going to get some cameos in there that are really kind of fun. So yeah, it's only a week out. So I definitely hope you guys out there check it out and just kind of enjoy it. If you're looking for a horror MCU, this is going to be your movie. If you're just looking for more Dr. Strange, you're going to get this too. But if you're looking for something that's in the line of the MCU and all their phases, you're not going to get it here. Like this movie stands on its own. This is a completely like encapsulated movie where Sam could do another one, but yet we have our Doctor Strange in another universe. This is Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange in the Raimi-verse. That's the way I can describe it. Which, which I would have, again, you know my thoughts on that, and I can, the, the one thing that I will just leave off with that, and, and I get what you're saying, whereas, you know, like you feel like this is its own standalone movie and that it can do its own thing. And, like, you know me, you know, my favorite movie in the MCU is Winter Soldier. And it's for that very reason, yeah. because I believe that you can watch Winter Soldier and anybody could see it. You know, it's, it's a film that can be watched yeah. by anybody of any age. You like any kind of movies, chances are you're going to really enjoy that film because it's got a little bit of everything in it. And it's not beheld 
to anything surrounding it. Now, granted, it was still very early in the MCU. But the problem I do have with that, with this particular movie, is this movie is intrinsically tied into the entire circle of the MCU. So that's where it kind mm-hmm. of does, like, if this was, like, the Doctor Strange origin film, then I think I'd be a little bit more like, oh, okay. But being that this is tied into specific series, and more specifically, this is like kind of what this whole phase is about, it it didn't need to be the movie that it was. It needed to be something more. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. To kind of wrap it up, because I want to bring the Dean on, uh, but to me, it was kind of like the way I felt about Thor. Like, I felt like the first Thor movie was just okay. Thor Dark World was pretty fucking bad. But then Taika Waititi comes Terrible. in with Thor Ragnarok, and I'm like, okay, I fucking love Thor now. It, it's funny. It's cool. It's just it's action. It's just everything that I kind of wanted in the Thor movie to make Thor a good character to watch. So that's what I kind of felt about this movie is that I didn't like Doctor Strange when it came out. I was like, eh, it's just not for me. I, don't, I never liked the character. You know, I, just, I felt like it was kind of a boring movie. Um, didn't really move the lever for me. But then when Sam Raimi steps in, he's like, yeah, guess what? Can the Evil Dead meets Doctor Strange. Okay, all right, you sold me. Um, my ticket is bought. I'm watching it. I'm having a good time. So, you know, kudos to, to Raimi for making me care about Doctor Stephen Strange because I never cared about him, you know, even in, in the team-up movies, <laughs> you know, like, you know, Infinity War and stuff like that. I'm like, who cares? You know, he makes circles, and then he disappears. <laughs> this guy isn't that interesting. You know, but Sam did it. You know, with this one. He's a and, wizard. And the elements that he brought. He's a wizard. He's a wizard. He's a wizard. He's a wizard, Harry. Yeah. yeah sorry. I, I, I just, <laughs> yeah. Over the last, like, week, we've watched uh, the, the, from, All the Harry from Chamber movies? of Secrets. We've watched from Chamber hmm. of Secrets, and literally up until an hour ago, we finished Deathly Hallows Part 2. Um, so so the, the 12-year-old Sam, she is 100% full on board. She loved the Harry Potter series. She, she enjoyed it greatly. Well, there you go. That's awesome. You know, introducing them to the whole series. And plus it's great because you have access to all of them. Uh, but with that being said, Demonic Dean, a very educated, very opinionated man is here live with us. So welcome Dean. Oh, yes. Thank you. Our Did personal you wizard. Get through the 20 minutes of credits to have zippity bippity show up, uh, you know, to, to say who he was for 2.1 seconds. He's an important Dude, character. Zippity-bippity, zippity-bippity is the best fucking character in the MCU, okay, along with Boppity-Boo. So, yeah, I did. I waited 20 minutes for it. I would wait 30 right. for that because it's worth it. It's a payoff. That's what that is. I even put my thumb in my ass. So there. I yeah, me too. Jiggle it around. That's what he would want. That's part of his charm. That's where I found Crickety Cracks. Zippity-bippity. No, no he, he just comes in and does what he has to do. But yes, so I'm willing to sit through that 30 minutes. But Dean, welcome back to the show. I know you got horror needs to talk about, other things to talk about. So oh, let's take you, it off. What are, you, what are we talking about tonight, sir? Well, I do want to mention that with no teasing or lead-up and what has been silenced, uh, the news, and I'm just bringing this up because we do talk about it so frequently here on, on the program, uh, the surprise to me news that uh, stepping back from their uh, previous two-year release plan, uh, the fine folks over at Cobra Kai have announced that uh, 
it will not be the annual like New Year's New Year's Day uh, dropping of the fifth season. I thoroughly enjoyed that uh, the last two years <laughs> because grumpy. I wasn't doing anything but laying on the couch <laughs> all day anyway. But Sequel. season five of Cobra Kai will hit Netflix on September 9th. Oh. Interesting. Moving it up a little Sept- bit. They, uh, September yeah. 9th. September 9th. Well, uh, you won't have to wait as long, Dean. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, that, you know, but, but, but still, you know, like what, really, September 9th, like it's another couple of months. Like, it's not that huge of a deal to me. Like, I just, like, I don't know, like to do that two years in a row uh, on a day that like guarantees that a shit ton of people are like home ready to do nothing but watch TV, like guarantees right. them big numbers. And I'm sure they're going to have the big numbers, uh, you know, just the same people are all in. Um, but I did, I just kind of like, like that, that, that new year's tradition, you know, like looking forward to it each year. And I know it's only been two years, but I just thought that was like a cool thing uh, to look forward to. I mean, look, I'll be thrilled when September 9th rolls around. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I liked the, like that annual tradition also. I mean, you could always just wait until New Year's Eve and watch it. You don't have to watch it in September. You could just hold off. This is a good point, but, you know, I'm a, I, 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 you know, we're going to, I'm sure, talk about it on the show, and there's going to be chatter about it all over the place. People that I talk about it with are going to watch it, and, like, I don't want to be, like, behind the eight ball or being telling people, oh, no, uh, you know, don't talk about it. I haven't seen it yet. Like, I'm sure I will be watching it on September 9th. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, uh, I I kind of fall in a similar category with you, just only because I'm a – I kind of also like the tradition of it. You know, like I, I, I like that we had that, that year in between. It always feels great when it comes. And, and, yeah, like you said, you know, you got a lot of people guaranteed. They're home. It's, it's, it's New Year's. And, uh, and, yeah, it was Cobra Kai time. But – you know, I don't know. Netflix wanted to take 18 years to get the next season of Stranger Things, and then less than a year to get the you know the next season of uh, of this. Maybe they're just trying to get ahead of the game. Uh, like you said, though, when, when it rolls out, I'm going to be like, yeah, Cobra Kai time, motherfucker. So so let's do Hell this yeah. shit. Yeah, and like the whole thing, not that, uh, thing. I wasn't going to be watching it in September. There you go. It's still going to be fun for everybody. We're all going to watch it. But, like, you know, like the ghoul said, not making them wait like Stranger Things where it's like two years later. They're like, okay, guys, ready for four? I forgot about it. So, I guess, you know, but, you know, the excitement isn't as much there. At least Cobra Kai's are like, yeah, we got stories. We're going to release it, like, every year. It's cool that they do that, whether it's September or New Year's Eve. We're going back to Dojo, folks. Yeah. So, very cool. This, this, this right. could be the end. We don't I, know. I, I know they, they've, they've spoken of other things, but at the same time, I know originally they had said that they had like five seasons worth of content. So, which is good. Well, they, have uh, they have an end game. Five years later, you know, they could when, do it in five. Five years later, we shall see. All right, what's next? Are we talking about? When I came on uh, the program just now, were you, like, wrapping up discussion about Doctor Strange? Indeed. Why, yes. Did you know that a Doctor Strange star and her husband were just convicted of repeatedly having sex with a 13-year-old girl over a three-year period? 
Uh, oh, no good. God. No. What? Uh, Zara Pythian, a martial artist who played a sorcerer alongside Benedict Cumberbatch in 2016 flick, was unanimous, unanimously convicted of 14 sex offenses against a child aged 13 to 15. Her husband, uh, fellow martial artist Victor Mark, was also found guilty of the same charge. Damn. Uh, That's a bummer. So I don't know um, the name of the character that this person is. Sorcerer number two. I don't know these two. Yeah, again, chances are that, uh, <laughs> like, hey, we were, you, were, you were hired because you know martial arts. You're going to be nameless. Yeah. You're going to be in the background. <laughs> you're going to be, you know, maybe we'll see you during a fighting sequence for like a second. So, you know, we needed a female yeah, in there as well. <laughs> yeah. Some of uh, also person did not have, This person was not like a main. Again, I, again, I don't, other than Benedict Cumberbatch, I have no idea who else, uh, is in this stuff. So uh, you're telling me that this person uh, was not a, like a name character, like with a big role. Mm, nope. No, no, no. Again, I would think that that would be, yeah, it would have been, what did oh, you say I, the person's name as was? A, as Zad- Zara Pithian. And as I look here, it says that she played a brunette zealot. There you go. <laughs> oh, so she was, zealot. One, yeah. she was one of the, she was one of the villains in Dr. Strange too, who was like, you know, Fucking background character, you know, with bad guys. Number seven, with brown hair. There goes her Disney Plus series. <laughs> there, you have it. So moving on. Well, don't we've told so much lately. Kids. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, just kind of a good tip from the guys over at Talking Terror. Don't fuck kids. Yeah, try not to do that. Yeah, uh, try not to. So, be better. Sam Raimi has been talking so much about so many things lately. And uh, one of the things that he is now talking about is that how he uh, wants to get in on the Stephen King business. Uh, Sam Raimi wants to make a Stephen King movie. Uh, He was recently appearing on a podcast where he was asked if he was going to make a Stephen King film, what would it be? And he said, unfortunately, uh, The Shining and Carrie have been done. Uh, but there are so many great stories in the Night Shift collection that could make great movies. Um, and also, uh, he defended uh, the evil Peter Tobey Maguire dance in Spider-Man 3, uh, saying that it was Peter Parker's vision uh, as a, uh, you know, what kind of an evil version of himself would be like. Uh, so while... Uh, I guess people have made fun of the evil Peter dance. Uh, you know, Sam Raimi, <laughs> all this time later, is still defending uh, said dance. And Sam Raimi has also said that Universal is actively talking to him about a Darkman sequel. A Darkman sequel, which he recently said was a world that he would like to return to. And Liam Neeson has said as much. Uh, but he now says that Universal uh, is actively in conversations with him about another dark man. Liam Neeson likes paychecks like Michael Caine, you know? Um, Back the truck but, up. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, beep, beep, beep. Oh, look at all that money. <laughs> Boy, <fine. laughs> 
Crow 2. Yes, I'll do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. So what, what, what a little Australian with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That's a, not too much Irish, but yeah. Um, then the, uh, I also saw that they were talking to Sam Raimi about uh, Drag Me to Hell and why we haven't gotten a sequel. And he said, simply put, it's over. She got dragged to yeah. hell at the end. You know, she got killed because of what she did. You know, did I like the fact that we had to kill her off? No. But he goes, again, there's really no story left to tell. <laughs> she got killed and yeah, got dragged I, to hell. So, I, I always took it as, yeah, that's the end of the story. You know, the, the character is brought to hell. Like, I mean, obviously, could you tell more stories like that within, right. you know what I mean, with that frame? Yeah, of course. I'm sure other people could be dragged to hell, but, or, you know, maybe, maybe you tell a tale in which somebody es- escapes hell or something, but it doesn't have to be her, so to say. Right. Um, any, was there any, like, uh, talk about as far as, like, what movie Raimi would want to do within the Stephen King universe? Uh, no, he, he, what he had said was that he feels that there are several stories in the Night Shift collection that would make great movies. He didn't specify. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I would love to see him direct a Stephen King adaptation. I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Raimi guy. <laughs> the guy needs to keep directing. I know he also said that, you know, for his next film, you know, he wants to make a straightforward horror movie. You know, that, that he wants to go balls to the wall, straight horror. So I'm excited for that because I also found out that in the between time when he wasn't directing, nine years worth of time, he was just growing avocados and recalibrating how he wants to direct movies. <laughs> You know, just seeing Sam Raimi on a farm, you know, growing avocados and just, yeah, I think I could do this better as a director. And that's pretty amazing, you know, that he wasn't really interested in diving back into a project. It took nine years for him to come back. And it ended up being an MCU project. <laughs> back in. Just when he thinks he's out, they pull him right back in. Bippity bippity. Bippity Great character. Can't wait for that origin story. Right. D plus. When else yeah. is next? Disney plus series. That's all. That's Solo it. Solo film. Right next to Brunette uh, Harlot, whatever her name was. That fuck kids. <laughs> Brunette kid fucker. There, there you go. Coming soon to Disney plus. Oh jeez. Hmm. going to go? I guess that goes under the mature tab, huh? I'm, I'm sure yes. Will. She leaves grumpies in beds. And fuck kids. Wow. Well, that and the, uh, and the next, uh, what's that series with the kid who fucking is like the son of Poseidon or whatever it is? Oh, uh, Percy, Percy Jackson? Jackson. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That kid fucker and Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson and the tail yeah, of the Brunette Kid Fucker. I mean, we could put it all together. Oh, the, yeah, that's like an eight-part series. You're definitely getting eight chapters to that. Can't tell that in just four. There's a lot of story there. Disney Plus, get on it. Oh. All right, Dean, what else do you got? What are you talking about? Very briefly, I want to mention that Rob Zombie, we know he's been working on his Munsters uh, reboot, uh, reinterpretation, et cetera, et cetera, and has continued to share pics and casting info and whatnot. Uh, but it has now been stated that this is going to be clocking in at 158 minutes. One hundred and fifty-eight. Wow, that's so long for a PG Monsters movie. 
man. One fifty. That's, that's oof. That's a long, long movie for monsters. Well, Rob, maybe yeah. so, maybe not. There are people out there that that worship the color of, of Rob Zombie on the screen, and uh, maybe are very excited about this. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, have much skin in the game, one way or another. But um, you know, 158 minutes uh, for your monsters delight. Mm. So, uh, moving right along, series that each episode was. What twenty two minutes? Yeah, it's that. Minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, without commercials. And, uh, that's 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 a long stretch, man. That's gonna be uh, that'll be something. We're seeing zombie. We're seeing him in, uh, in June, I believe it is. So. Oh, nice. We're actually be a good show. We're pulling a yeah, we're pulling a double uh, d- double days on that one, man. We're gonna see. I think it's uh, hailstorm. And oh, in this show. moment, maybe um, on, on oh, Thursday, and then the next fucking cool show. Yeah, I, I believe so. And then uh, that Friday, the next day is uh, zombie and uh, zombie and corn. Maybe I think it is. Does that something, makes sense. Some, something like that. I can, is, I can see is, them. Or no, is going to these shows uh, your penance for all of the goose shows. <laughs> <laughs> No, he oh, likes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's just because, you know what, there are other people in this household who have, you know, musical tastes, and, and they <laughs> are just as entitled to go see their shows as I am to go see my shows. Oh, you like oh, Robbie. I didn't say for the Goose. Mudvayne. <laughs> like all of Rob, the Goose. Rob Zombie and Mudvayne. Oh, well, that's I a good show. A, I'd go to that. I've seen a lot of Goose. I've got Goose coming up too, man. I got a uh, Radio <laughs> City Music Hall sure in Red do. Rock. So, yeah, no, that had a, all other shows, shows planned, but then I don't know. My one kid decided he was going to graduate from college, and then that kind of happening kid, on the same weekend that? as Paul. I damn him right, and then how the dare you graduate? Balls on the. The balls on them to set the graduation. <laughs> the balls on that goose playing in Connecticut. Stay <laughs> yeah. the fucking school, loser. Not even him. I, I don't blame him, man. I blame the school. You know they should know better. They should be like, oh <laughs> Why shit, are you letting goose, them out? goose is playing up in Westville, man. We we uh, we need to to not have the graduation this weekend. Yeah, so when you have to have a meeting with the actual dean of that school, be like, hey, listen, guys, like I know you're doing good and this is great, but I have a goose show to go to. No, funny you bumped down that graduation a week, huh? That was, uh, you know what? I should, write, I should write to their most famous album and send a letter of complaint to President Joe Biden and be like, bro, your school is fucking me on a goose show. Can you do me, can you do me a solid here and book me up? Oh, he might. I'm sure he they might would, be a goose fan. I'm sure they would do it. He might be. You know what? He's, I've heard you know, things. He yes. That would be the one. That would be the one uh, golden ticket that you get. You get a letter back from Joe Biden. Here's the deal, man. You got it. Moving it up because Goose is life. I get you. Like, uh, I'm sorry to say that you're writing to the wrong person because I'm not the president of the United States because yeah, he forgot. Aside <laughs> you know, so no. from that, yes, he's a big Goose fan. 
There's another Joe Biden Scooch, in this country? You know, Jerry Garcia is his favorite player in the band. No, of course. That tracks. Makes a lot of sense. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Adulation, they play like show. fish. Yeah. They jam for another half hour. Tune up the guitars. He loves that teaser song that Goose plays. <laughs> yep. I'm sure he's a huge, huge fan. All right, Dean. So what else are we talking about? We're just two days away. Oh, two short days away until Evil Dead the Game is unleashed upon the world. And as I shared oh, in the group the other day, Castle Kandar is going to be available for free uh, downloadable content. And it's been said that the game is going to connect with both the show and the movies through audio files of the Nobi recordings. I think I read that correct. I do. That's going to be tight. That's how they get so the single player been, campaign going. If you have been waiting patiently to enter the realm of Evil Dead the game, you just have, uh, you know, really a day since uh, May 11th is coming to a close, but May 13th is the release date for Evil Dead the game. I'm still waiting for the monkey to hook me up with PS5. So I have a long wait because apparently his contact can't find any anywhere. So I have to wait. Eventually, I don't think anybody's contact can find any anywhere. And I have to say that since I got mine, and I, I scored mine in December. Um, you did? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I scored it in December. Uh, just happened to like get word on kind of like, I know it was like the first day. And, you know, since our, our ghoul is like the video game, uh, Maestro, uh, you know, he struck luck on the initial um, release by just putting it in, and, and there was one for his cart. Uh, you know, I happened to hit that fuck. I think it was through Best Buy. I happened to hit that fucking button just fucking right, and uh, you know, my luck, my luck came up on that day. And since I've acquired mine, I have spent exactly zero, zero. Uh, seconds uh, reading up on anything having to do with console availability. Uh, whatever Twitter feeds I followed about tips and tricks to score one, I unfollowed immediately. Uh, I had no idea it was even still hard to find all of this time later. So uh, if Monkey <laughs> has a contact who is not able to come through, I'm going to imagine that lots of contacts out there are not coming through and that apparently uh, this system is still uh, elusive. For, for many, many, many people, which is a shame, uh, given that, like, isn't this year going to be the, like, aren't we going to hit two years since it's been released later this year? That's correct. Yeah, come November. November will be the second year. <laughs> well, that's what happened. And now, mm-hmm. now cool, COVID cool. And, uh, and that's that. Yeah, so, cool, you, yeah. you, know, you would do this better than me, uh, you know, because I, I know historically that upon the release of new systems that, you know, Usually, uh, you know, there's the first round of people that are lucky to get it through pre-orders and whatnot. But then for, like, quite some time, uh, you know, getting one can be a challenge. It's not often the case that you can be dipping into the second year after release and still coming up empty. Is that This is out of the ordinary. Is that correct, Cool? Well, I mean, I think it's, a, it's you know what, not necessarily because people had this problem with the, uh, with the Switch, uh, when that released from Nintendo, 
Um, so it's not, you know, like that, even to this day, sometimes I still have problems acquiring. Uh, it all depends on what time of year. And, again, obviously with the PS5 in particular, you have the problem of, production issues and those production issues are still because of covid because of things going on in other countries and and yeah that's just uh and and look i am sure to a degree sony is enjoying the fact that you know what it's a high demand system because the people that have it are swearing by it you know the the games that they do have for it by not having too many systems out there you don't have too many people complaining about it you don't have too high a demand for their games right. there's no rush they can use covid as their explanation for everything this system's going to have a longer shelf life just because of the fact that you had covid for two fucking years uh keeping it sure. you know, out of people's hands um so so my guess well, what is what i'm saying what you know, I'm your saying typical is li- lifespan like, is like 5 years you know when when PS4 came out, like, 19 months after its release, you would have been able to walk in any fucking store and ball one, right? Probably, but again, with the PS4, I got that one pretty much when it came out, too. So just like you're not looking and you're not checking, neither was I, you know? Like, as soon as I have a system, I don't give a fuck if it's hard to get for anybody else. It doesn't matter anymore because I got it. <laughs> ah, that's, a good, that's a very good point. Uh, the, the 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 lane that I uh, am in right now as well, since I um, have a PS5. I'm on now the, the fence. question is, uh, how often do you play your PS5? I play every almost every day. Oh, oh good to see you. You still haven't fucking yeah. accepted yeah. my friend request, you dick. Oh, I have to look. <laughs> I don't even know that it came through. I have to look. I don't know what happened. Uh, I okay. Yeah, it's, sure. it's, it's right. Sure. I would have to look because no, no. I, I I forgot. Like you were the D animator, and I just had assumed because some people uh, that I was connected with on there, like uh, like I still see in my list that like uh, whatever his thing is, human, whatever, like Craig Patelli, uh, like it's still in my PS contact. So I haven't even looked at that section in the S five. But I've been playing NHL, I've been playing the show, I've been playing Jedi, the Star Wars game, Jedi, Jedi something, Jedi Fallen Order or something. Um, I've been playing, uh, I did a, I, I beat the campaign of the latest Call of Duty Vanguard and have played a little bit of multiplayer, but not enough. Uh, I've been playing Uncharted 4, but I haven't played that in a bit, I have to get back to that. Um, you know, I have Friday the 13th, the game, which I haven't played at all. Um, so, no, I, 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 play, I play fairly regularly, man. Look at that. Just nice, accepted nice. your question. I'm, I'm still down to hit the ice whenever you want, buddy. Hey, well, no, I know you asked me that one time, and I, uh, you know, I think I'm pretty sure. I know I said I fell asleep. I think it was one of those cases in which I pretended to fall asleep. Um, <laughs> just because I wasn't in the mood to play, to play at that point. I, was, I think I was in the middle of something just else. Just no, then, man. Yeah, I'll, you, I'll be honest. You've you said oh, yeah, so no, 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 no. I know, but you know what? I felt bad. It's the first time you asked me to play the fucking thing, you know what I mean? And, and I'm the no, no, no. The first like, time, no, first time I asked you straight up, the first time I asked you straight up, couldn't you had to? It was like I think it was after the show. You had to like straight up get to sleep, and then uh, the second yeah, time you were I like, think yeah, I, and, and I think then, I continued. I think I continued to play for like an hour and a half after I told I you. Were playing, I think you were playing. You were actually you were playing. I think I think you were playing the show even maybe. You were like playing baseball. I think. Mm, oh no 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 no! Yes, I was. I wasn't playing the show. I was playing a baseball game on the. No Xbox. no no! Yes. I play, uh, I, I don't... 
Yes. No, 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 yes. I, I was playing baseball. I was not playing the show. I, I don't like the show all that much. Uh, I, I prefer I, – I found this this uh, – there's this baseball game for the, the Xbox that's out that's kind of – it's reminiscent of, like, baseball stars and shit like that. So it's, like, mm. baseball, and it gets deep, but it's also fun, you know, with fun characters and, and like, silly stuff and, and things like that. So um, it's, uh, I, I find it more enjoyable. The, the simulation aspect of the show just is annoying to me. And I don't know any of those fucking players anyway, man. Like, I'm so out of sorts with baseball. It's not even funny. Um but yeah, you know, it was up until recently, like, really, I barely played my PS5. I was barely, like, I forced myself to start playing games. I really wasn't playing anything for a while, but I started forcing myself to play games on it, just so I got some fucking usage out of it, you know, because I've been sitting there collecting dust. I don't use it for, like, my multimedia stuff, because I watch movies on my Xbox, so. So I have been using it lately, so I'm sure at some point soon we will hook up and play something together. Okay, yay. Uh, hopefully okay. when I get mine, we can do the same. It's going to be a while. Yeah, <laughs> we, could, we could all play with each other. Yeah, I can't wait to play with you guys. Let's all play baseball. Mm. Yay. <laughs> or not. I mean, you know, we can play Evil Dead if you guys want to play Evil no, Dead. That'll be the first one I'll get out to. Well, yo, listen, I, I'll be honest with you, man. Like that, that kind of game is a multiplayer experience that works better when you play with people that you can communicate and know. So, like, that's why I never played Friday the 13th after trying it. You know, because trying to get into, like, matchmaking groups with other people let's play, when man. it's randomized. Well, again, I don't have Friday the 13th for the PlayStation. I have it for the Xbox. Um, we'll get it for the PlayStation. I think, anyway. it's like nine, I think it's like ten bucks now. Fucking fine, man. I get it. Just give me. We got Evil Dead about to come out, and you know the other one. Um, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yes, Next year. Yes, yes. And there is a and there's a third one, but I'll bring it up when we start talking about the movie. All mm, right. right. Yes, yes. Maybe Predator. I'd love to try Predator. I think I own it, but uh, hunting ground. Because you get it as part. That's fun. Of, yes. I think it was either uh, one of those uh, PlayStation Plus releases, and so you got it for free that month. So just make sure you're staying up on that, Dean, because that's uh, you build up your fucking roster of games that way pretty quickly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, Dean, what are we talking about? What's next? You know, apparently, and I haven't delved, uh, you know, too deep into this because um, – I don't really care, but apparently Netflix is losing uh, followers at an alarming rate um, and has started talking about the fact that by the end of this year, uh, commercials might show up. Um, Apparently their stock has been crashing and is down 35%. uh, But uh, with this news, the news also squeaked out that the upcoming fourth season, uh, Stranger Things, this season four, has cost a whopping $30 million per episode and $270 million total. Uh, this is double the price of the most expensive show to date, which was uh, $15 million per episode for the in the Game of Thrones, which up until now was the most expensive show ever. Uh, in comparison, the $270 million 
budget for season four of Stranger Things was as expensive to make as the film The Rise of Skywalker, but The Rise of Skywalker had a billion-dollar return at the box office. Um, right. So a, a quite an expense um, or no expense uh, being spared in the creation of this fourth season of Stranger Things. Uh, you know, I, I know Stranger Things is loved. I know Game of Thrones was loved. Uh, but to go double uh, to the most expensive show ever made, uh, like, I was just kind of kind of shocked when I saw those numbers. Yeah, that is an alarming number. And then they're concerned about people dropping off. You know, then they want to dump yeah. $90 million in Army of the Dead. Like, you know, it's, you know, I don't know where this money's coming from, but then all of a sudden they're like, oh, what are God, you talking about? commercials in our shows now. According to the vote at the Oscars, Army of the Dead was the most popular <laughs> fucking movie amongst the fans. You know, apparently they loved it. That was all Netflix. People love it, man. People you know, love that it. that was all Netflix. Really, people fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. um, for real, like, terrible. look, we're... I, I, I get it. Like, we happen to be, like, hyper-fucking-critical. You know what I mean? And as we What's should not? be, especially as we were we were covering it for an episode, we weren't just, just watching it to bullshit about it. Like, we were going to give it the talking terror treatment. Uh, even the King of Horror was excited to sit down and take in the experience. Um, and uh, when all sure, was done, <laughs> you know, we had, we had our feelings about it and were hyper-critical and nipped it to death, of which uh, I feel that pretty much all of our nitpicks and geeks were completely valid. Um, and, and, you know, it was a that, bad movie. It, for the most part, interesting <laughs> concept, but it was a fucking miss. Uh, and yeah. I stand by my statement that uh, Army of Thieves was way more entertaining. Uh, I liked it better, even though it's not even a horror movie. Um, right. But people love Army of the fucking Dead, man. Like, if you go on the fucking, uh, on the boards and the pages where people are talking this shit, like, People stand it, man. People love it. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. There's a lot of people that love that fucking movie, and I'm like, why? <laughs> Tell me what you liked about it. No, it's fucking zombie, I'll man. Tell you why. Cool. Just the way it goes People like to love bad shit. That's what it is. You know what I mean? It, it's one of those <laughs> cases in which people are like, oh, yeah, no, the fucking, the movie's terrible. And so since so many people hate it, they're going to fucking go against the grain. And we're going to love it, man, because you know what? It's just misunderstood, just like them. No, you know what? It was a bad fucking movie. It was poorly plotted, poorly executed, and fucking poorly filmed. It's that Plot fucking whole city, man. Plot whole oh, city. Yeah, oh, my God. It's like Swiss cheese, all those fucking plots, you know? No. Yeah. But, yeah, you might be on the that goal because there's a lot of movies that I see where I'm like, that fucking movie sucked. And there's all these fans going, you don't get it, man. No, I saw it. <laughs> I don't get why you like it, you know? But, you know, who knows? Like, you know, I, I still argue to this day about people that like Midsommar. I'm like, what? Why? Why did you like it? Oh, it was just it was beautifully shot. Well, what else? Uh, I don't know. It was, it was original. It's not. Uh, Wicker Man, <laughs> but they just—they have to defend that movie, even if you have everything against them. They just have to fucking think, no, man, no, I'm right, you're wrong. But, but see, in your case there too, though, is, is you're using opinion as your argument there. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, comparatively speaking, is Midsommar similar to Wicker Man? Yes, it is. But when you take Midsommar to a deeper level as far as its representation of, of, of a woman and her journey 
from being alone in her sadness vagina. to being, you know, into, into what that becomes by the end of that film when she's surrounded by, you know, by, by everybody being one with her. She's now one of many. It's a, uh, you know, the, the film is, is something else, you know, like I'm a fan of that movie. And yes, like, like I said, and you know, like you said, it's beautifully shot. The cinematography is fucking off the hook in that movie. There are some really oh. beautiful things done with a camera in that movie. Um, but, but yeah, but I also see where the weaknesses are in it. But when you look at Army of the Dead, you know, you can, even from a, a, just a, a basic filmmaking standpoint, the movie is just bad. It doesn't fulfill... <laughs> some of the most basic fucking filmmaking requirements as far as introducing things like, hey, this is how a plot is structured. This is where we're going to introduce certain things and certain characters, and this is how we're going to use them. No, and it's not like they subvert your expectations. And I know Zack Snyder isn't smart enough to be like, huh, I really tricked them motherfuckers into thinking we were going to use that chainsaw, but we didn't use that chainsaw. No, that fucking asshole just didn't realize that, oh, fuck, I didn't use the chainsaw in the movie because I was too busy filming a fucking slow-motion face shot of Dave Batista as he was fucking looking out at the sunset, man. Because that's <laughs> art. Yeah, nah, Zach. Your fucking movies mostly suck. Day of the Dead, uh, Dawn of the Dead was good, but, you know, aside from that, you can kind of eat my balls. EMB. Yeah, and I mean, Sorry. you know, I got, as much I as I'm feeling. not a fan of Dawn of the Dead, I get what people like it. You know, I mean, I that's the one movie where I'm like, I get what people like it because it's different. It offers something new. I mean, there's a lot of things where I get why people love that remake of Dawn of the Dead. I'm personally not one of them because I was like, he, he just does not know how to make a good movie. And then people saw Army of the Dead. And I'm like, yeah, I was not wrong, you know, but it's just a different flavor. <laughs> you know, uh, you know uh, uh, Romero versus, uh, you know. But again, Dawn of the Dead was also written by James Gunn. So that's why I'm like, you know what, I get it because I like James Gunn. I think he's a great writer. I think he's a great director. So... That's like the one thing that I will give a gravitas towards. It's like it was it was written by James Gunn, so it's just this. You know, this is a it's a great point. You know, you really make a great point. You know, here you have the same guy that fucking you know wrote and directed the Guardians films. You know, he he did the Suicide, you know, the most recent Suicide Squad. Peacemaker. Uh, yeah, no, Peacemaker. Yeah, you know, the guy knows how to write for. For humor, but yeah. humor that's not just, you know, ha, 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 laughing out loud. It's, wow, you know what? Like, yeah, it's funny, but it's still kind of smart and still visually entertaining. All things that we saw mm-hmm. in that All Dawn of the it. Dead remake. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said it. That's where I give it credit, because the writing was good. It's just over. I just didn't like the movie as a whole, you know, so that's why I said it's gravitas towards gun. But I just don't think Zack Snyder knows how to direct a movie. You know, we saw, you know, the Justice League and then his his cut, you know, the Justice League. All right, it's just it's much. All, too much. All four hours. No, it was so much better, <laughs> man. It's so great. It's the greatest thing I ever saw. And you should watch it as Justice is Gray because that makes it even better because that's that's really where where you can see how it shines because everybody's the same even though everybody's different, man. Completely turns it around. You have to see Justice is Gray to get it. 
You don't get it until you see Justice is Gray. I get it, you know. Makes complete sense. <laughs> but all right, Dean, uh, what, what's next? What else are we talking about? Oh, we lost to Dean. He fell asleep. Oh, apparently we're not talking about anything. I want we you don't talk about notes. Dean. No, no, no. I still don't get that. One of these days I'll get it. Monkey tried to explain it to me. I was like, okay, so it's a uh, Disney movie. Monkey. And there's a guy named Bruno. Your favorite. And people don't talk about Your it. Your favorite kind of films. Yeah, I just I love talking about Disney movies. I'll hook you up. I'm back. Oh, I can't wait. Here we are. There he is. Okay, back to the desk. You'll, you'll love it, just like you love The Lion King. Finally. Oh, that fucking movie. <laughs> After a viral campaign and an overwhelming groundswell of fan support, uh, 93-year-old uh, famous Asian actor James Hong has finally uh, been given uh, the credit that he deserves. Fame. And we're never uh, going to find out because the dean cut out again. What did he get credit for, man, because he cut out? <laughs> <laughs> James Hong has over 700 credits yes okay. uh, 700 credits okay. to his name uh, 93 years old and he says that he has no plans uh, to retire and has recently even appeared in the word of mouth hit uh, everything everywhere all at once so uh, James Hong continuing to work and basking in the glory of the, the first honor that he's received uh, from Hollywood, and a big one it is with his own walk of, uh, star on the Walk of Fame. Oh, well-deserved, man. Have you well ever deserved. been to that thing? That's low pan, isn't Negative. it? Negative. You've never been to What's the that? Hollywood Walk of Fame? No, I, so, uh, that's obviously in Hollywood and L.A., which is like five to six to seven hours from me, depending on traffic. I've never been to L.A. Right. I've been outside of L.A. Um, I've never been to L.A. Um, honestly, I even with my feelings of movies, I don't have much of a desire to ever really go to Hollywood. Um, okay. It's possible. Uh, excuse me. It's possible that one of these years I might want to check out one of those uh, Right. That might me be too. the thing that draws me to there. And I, I have a friend. Uh, in, right, of course. With, you keep fading out. Like you start talking and then like you're like drifting away. It's like you're walking away from the microphone. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> no, I'm still... <laughs> He's still here. And the king is like, yeah, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's let's take a moment to to, to reset. Uh, Ghoul, is this happening right now as I'm currently speaking into the microphone? No, now I currently hear you speaking into your microphone. Okay, because I have yeah. not changed my position, but I did have some tech issues because I did get booted from the show twice uh, in the last 10 minutes or so, so that I had to call back in. So perhaps this one is But anyway, um, that's the way it goes sometimes when uh, we roll with this high uh, technological equipment that I, that I use uh, to, to present my professional broadcast. But, yes. uh, but yeah, you know, James Hong, like uh, the, uh, the ghoul had said, Will Pan from Big Couple of Shining. He's Will Pan. character is amazing. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah well, 
but one of the greatest characters. And also, uh, yeah, playing uh, Cassandra's father in Wayne's World 2. Doing his little karate sequence. But, yeah, that character, Will Pan, is just so great. And Big Trouble in Little China. He also so played Snotty to Curtis Armstrong. Snotty in Revenge of the Nerds 2. That's right. Amazing role, so, yeah. I mean, I would definitely like to eventually go out to Hollywood. Who died and made you go? Although I hear it's not in a good area. I hear it's not in a very good area. You know, so it's like you don't want to get in there and get out. So yeah, see. to yeah. truly. I'm surprised, you know, Dean. You haven't been to Pasadena. You have to see the Halloween from location. The throat, but from the soul. I figured you'd want to do that, Dean. Go out to the Pasadena to see the Halloween filming locations. You see the Myers uh, house, and, and you know maybe when I get down around that time, uh, maybe maybe I will. Yeah, I, I just I figured that you would uh, kind of want to go check that out because you're closer than us, and I would love to see the Myers house, and you know, and the Doyle yeah, yeah, yeah. and the uh, house, and you know, you just know, see I'm not it saying, as it is. I'm not saying that I that I would not do that, um, but it's just right. it's it's quite the journey. Uh, in order to do so, oh yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I have some, yeah. I have some uh, horror locations in my general vicinity that I have visited, uh, including uh, several locations in Bodega Bay from where Alfred Hitchcock filmed uh, The Birds, uh, including uh, the building at the time yeah. was the schoolhouse. Uh, it's no longer the schoolhouse. It's no longer an active schoolhouse, but the building is still there, uh, and yeah. also uh, the. Uh, Point Reyes Lighthouse, uh, which featured in John Carpenter's The Fog, uh, which I've been to yeah, several cool. times. Um, so yeah. you know, when when there is something in in uh, striking distance, I certainly take the opportunity, and uh, there's a good chance that I will be down around that way. And if I am around that way, I certainly am gonna you know check out you know the Halloween neighborhood without without a doubt. Uh, you know, oh, I just yeah. uh, haven't had the opportunity, and I wasn't going to. Not that I wouldn't, but I wasn't going – up to this point, I wasn't going to make uh, that journey uh, just just for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, but I, I even know I'm that, in the, that... Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that the, uh, the Freddy Krueger house is only a couple of houses down from the Wallace and uh, Doyle house. So you could do all of yeah, them at the so same time. I, I certainly um, – would check that out. You know, like I said, when I'm in striking distance, I make it happen. When I went to visit uh, my friends in Austin back in February and realized that the Texas Chainsaw gas station was only a 45 minute drive oh, yeah. away, like I made that made that shit happen. Awesome. So, um, yeah, you know, that was really fucking cool. So I appreciate that because I don't know if I'm ever going to be down that way. I hope to one day, but that's like the coolest spot. So very cool that you got to see it. You know, yes, be there and take pictures. Yes. All right. Moving right so what's along. What's next? What do you got to talk about? Uh, tw- yes. Uh, 20th Century uh, Studios uh, is currently developing a prequel uh, to the original uh, The Omen uh, from the hmm. 1970s. Uh, obviously, from the 70s, the original Omen was directed by Richard Donner. Um, yep. There's going to be a female director named Arkasha Stevenson, who will be making her uh, directorial debut uh, to direct this Omen prequel. Um, No word on uh, production or release date, uh, but this is something that is in, uh, that is happening, uh, has been greenlit. Uh, The director has been hired and we'll see what happens. 
uh, one of my uh, actually one of my one of my horror movie secrets is that I have never seen uh, the Omen. Uh, I think I, really? I might even have a copy wow. of it in, in my house, but I have never wow. seen the Omen. I, I'm kind of shocked. You've never seen the Omen. You, Damien. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, look, the fact, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, there are, uh, you know, big movies in all genres that, you know, you think that, you know, people would have seen. Uh, like, for example, like, I've never seen The Godfather. Uh, I've never seen Braveheart. Really? Uh, I've never seen, like, wow. I don't, like, Dances with Wolves, like these big-time films that are supposed to be the movies oh, that, you know, everybody sees. Um, I haven't seen it, and my horror, one of my horror movie secrets is that I have not seen The Omen. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen any of them. You're not just talking about the old. I haven't seen. No, I haven't too. seen any. I haven't seen any any of the omens. Or wow. the remake. Okay. Well. Oh, no, yeah, no, I no, saw no. that in theaters. June six, two thousand six. Six six six. So happy to see six, theaters. Six six. <laughs> that's cool <laughs> yeah. though, man. At least it's like that's kind of wicked, man. I give you that. I still have the ticket. I'll have to take a picture of it for the talking terror page. I still have the the movie ticket. 2006, I wanted to go see it. June 6, 2006. It's fucking epic. The movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, the fact that I got to see it on that date was very cool because the you know the only one of those hard ones where I just love that 76 you know Richard Donner movie. Um, the sequels notwithstanding, because I I don't like part two, but I do love the final conflict, which is part three, because that was Sam Neill, you know Jurassic Park fame, and he became Damien. Oh, no, he became the no. president of the United States. And that was fucking just so cool. Stop, you're ruining it, man. You're spoiling it for the Dean. He's never fucking seen these movies. It's on the poster, so he's going to see the poster. It's, right it's, it's, it's okay, it's okay. I don't feel like it's being spoiled for me, cool, but thank you for defending me. I mean, at least you never saw Omen 4, The Awakening from 91, which is a TV movie where it was a girl that took over for Damien. And she's like, I'm evil. Ah, I know. People just died around yeah, her. Yeah, I haven't, haven't seen that yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. I remember watching it on TV, and that was also directed by um, the guy that did Halloween 5, Dominic Fenn and Gerard. That movie is such a waste of time, but I was like, you know what? I was a kid. I watched it because I love The Omen. But, man, you know, just just watch the first one, Dean. I think you're just going to be fine. Watch the first one. Yeah, I would. I, based on what I know of this series, I would uh, feel that way as well. Uh, King of Horror. I've been meaning to ask you since uh, totally unrelated to anything we're talking about, and I don't know if this yeah. came up when, when we recently talked about Amityville shit, but have you seen 2020's Amityville Vibrator by chance? Uh, yeah, we talked about it on the show. <laughs> I actually downloaded that and watched but, it. But, but you saw it. You saw it. Yes, I did. I've watched anything Amityville related, so I did see that one. Right. Um, okay, it was, it, it was absurd, but there's a lot of boobs, a lot of sex, a lot of fun. But, yeah, those movies, at this point, those movies are just basically just IP properties, where it's like it's free, it's public domain. So yeah, yeah, of course, you could literally make a movie Amityville anything, and it's fine, and it'll get. There's so many Amityville movies out right now because it's free domain. So you have Amityville Vibrator, you have Amityville Cult. There's so many Amityville movies out there now because of the fact that it's a free IP. So, but yes, I have because I watch everything horror, (laughs) even the silliest of shit. Put it in front of me and I'll watch it, just because I want to say that I saw it. He's a true completist, ladies and gentlemen. Through and through. Yes. Great second uh, floor. You know, yes, a great second floor now. Uh, you know, 20-something years ago, Dee Snyder graced us 
uh, with the unique horror uh, creation of Captain Howdy in his Strangeland film. And Snyder has said that we covered uh, he is returning. We did. Uh, and, and I remember when we watched it at, at your play school. Uh, but uh, D. Snyder is returning to the world of horror. Uh, he has written and will be directing a new horror film uh, that is green-lighted and is going into production in four weeks. Uh, the title has not oh, yeah. yet been announced. And while Snyder still has been saying that one of these days he would like to do a sequel to Strangeland, uh, this is probably yeah. going to be something else. Uh, there is another horror film that he has said that he has written called My Enemy's Enemy, uh, and the rumor is that uh, Mal- uh, Malik Akkad uh, is going to be uh, producing, and since he has previously been tied to D. Snyder's My Enemy's Enemy, uh, the rumor is that this must be the film that, that D. Snyder is going to be taking into production. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge D. Snyder fan, so, you know, I'll be there for it. So, yeah, I saw that news, and I was like, great. I would love The Strange Land, too, but I think the time for that is past. But then again, who knows? You know, with, with the social media the way it is, he might have a way to do Strange Land, too, and make it work. Uh, with what's Instagram and Twitter the way that it is, it's kind of like, yeah, maybe. But, you know, Strange Land was, was around chat rooms, which you obviously don't have anymore. But uh, so it'd be cool to see. No, how but we've kept we've got plenty of other thing. ways for these yeah. things to to yeah. happen these days, though. So and I mean, look, we we obviously see this kind of shit does still occur to a degree, you know. So all kinds of predators out there. Yeah, I, I I would love to see it, you know. But then again, I would love to see an original D. Snyder movie. I'm a huge again, Puss and Sister fan, you know, a D. Snyder fan. Um, so. We'll see what happens. Widowmaker, another great band that he was in. Don't know if you go with, guys know about that one, but that was another great band he was in. Um, but all right, Dean, what else do you have to talk about before we get into the movie? Uh, I will tell you that uh, for the first time in everything Chucky, uh, films, TV shows, yeah. an actor is going to play uh, a third different character. And that actor hmm. is none other than... Uh, uh, for the Chucky Season 2 show. Uh, that actor is none other than uh, Devin Sawa, uh, who oh, is okay. returning uh, to Chucky Season 2. In Season 1, he played ill-fated twin brothers uh, Logan and Lance Wheeler, uh, but he mm-hmm. signed on to join Season 2 playing a third, as of yet, unnamed character. Uh, so maybe it will be a long-lost triplet of the Wheeler brothers, uh, but who knows? But there have been other performers in the Chucky realm that have also played two different characters. Uh, this is the first time uh, Chucky setting records with an actor playing a third different role in the Chucky universe. Ooh. I still have to go back to that. You need to. Like, I've, I've been telling you for the longest time. Go back. You need to. It, up. It, it, got, it, it became a lot of fun. So to see Devin Sawa coming back, that's great. Uh, you know, you got to see what happens to that character, you know, the twin brothers, and then go back into it, and Chucky, it's, it's so great. So I'm so ready for season two. Can't wait for it to come out. Jennifer Tilly was so good in it, and just everybody was so good, so. All right. So with, with more Chucky on the way, is that it, Dean, or do you have something more before we get into it? No, no, that is not it, 
of horror that is not it. I am here to okay. tell you a few more things. And one of those things that I'm here to tell you is that Scream 6, uh, which has been given the fast green light with uh, filming beginning this summer for a March 31st, 2023 release, has announced uh, that uh, Melissa Barrera, Jasmine Savoy Brown, and I wonder if that was something funny from her parents because there's an English blues rock band named Savoy Brown, uh, but Melissa Barrera, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding and Jenna Ortega have all signed on and are returning uh, for the sixth go-round in the Scream franchise. And do you know who else is returning, Dean? Uh, Well, I know that as far as what I know in the script, uh, Gail Weathers, uh, Courtney Cox's character, is in the script, and Gail Weathers, uh, well, Courtney Cox has indicated uh, that she will return uh, last I had checked in, uh, Nev Campbell had said that she was waiting to hear about script ideas and her character's place in it before making the determination. So uh, that is what I know thus far. Well, there is one more character that's returning. It just got announced right, today well, that Hayden Pantieri well, must have... as Kirby is coming back. Who is coming back? Yay! I like looking at her. Kirby Ooh. from Part 4. Hayden Panettiere uh, from Scream 4 will reprise her role as Kirby in Scream 6, which they might take okay, out of uh, Woodsboro. I have, I have not seen that. Uh, that must have popped in the news cycle up as I just went to my sources. There it is. And as I look at this piece of news right here, uh, I had already wrapped up my investigative journalism uh, for the day. Uh, and this news came since. But since we're talking about news of the day, uh, I will add that I have also had on my list to talk about the fact that uh, a film that I know that I am looking forward to, uh, but uh, we don't yet have a release date, but uh, we have been talking about uh, the Toxic Avenger uh, reboot, uh, which is in the can, was filmed in Bulgaria, uh, produced by Lloyd, uh, you know, Lloyd himself and Michael Hertz and directed by um, Macon Blair. Uh, So the Toxic Avenger, it's been announced that it has officially earned an R rating for strong violence and gore, language throughout, sexual references, and graphic nudity. Uh, So uh, there were some, I guess, that were afraid that they would try to go the PG-13 route or something, but uh, have no fear. Uh, it will be rated R. And uh, the, this is the first time I'm seeing this little plot synopsis, but Winston, played by Peter Dinklage, is a stereotypical weakling who works as a janitor at Garb X Health Club and is diagnosed with a terminal illness that can only be cured by an expensive treatment that his greedy, power-hungry employer refuses to pay for. After deciding to take matters into his own hands and rob his company, Winston falls into a pit of toxic waste and is transformed into a deformed monster that sets out to do good and get back at all the people who have wronged him. Hmm. Well, kind of going in a little bit of a different direction, which I like. I uh, just kind of hope bit, it still bit. takes place in Tromaville. Uh, you got to have that character will be in starring, uh, Yes, Julia Davis and Elijah Wood, as, and also uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, who will be featured as the primary villain uh, in the Toxic Avenger reboot. Kevin Gaxis is boss. 
And then Our finally, backs, uh, help okay. Yes, the, the last thing I want to bring up, and I only saw this, uh, and it caught my eye because last week, right here at this very part of the program, uh, we talked about Dread Central and how they had listed their top ten horniest horror movies of all time, which uh, being mm-hmm. that one of the films we had covered uh, last week uh, was on the list, I just felt compelled. Uh, two or two weeks ago, I felt compelled to, to bring this list, but I happened to catch uh, their list of, and this is, you know, how could you narrow it down to ten, but their list of top ten kills in horror, so I'm going to run these down okay. uh, real quick, and I'll just run them all down, and then you can agree or disagree. These are in no particular order, uh, but uh, one of them on the list here is Adrian in Jason X, the frozen head smashing kill. Uh, they also oh, yeah. have, from Friday the 13th, yep. Part 7, uh, The Sleeping Bag Kill. Sleeping uh, Bag, classic. They also have, from Elm Street, uh, The Marionette Feet, uh, The oh, yeah. Red Queen very Trap, cool. and The yep. Laser... What's that? No, it was a very, very cool, cool sequence in yes. Part 3. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Part 3, Part 3, yep. Uh, the Red Queen Trap Laser Car Door sequence in the Resident Evil movie... Uh, the that was split good. down, split down the middle in Terrifier. Uh, the mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <what did I> write? <laughs> and not for nothing, right? Not for nothing. Well, we can we can talk about this after. Let me finish this list. But uh, oh, what does this say? Something death. Bless, uh, I can't read. I, I have to write neater. Uh, but something in your next. Something that starts blender. Is there a blender death in the film? Your next with a blender, maybe? Yes, there is. Or a blade. Yep. Or a wax. Yeah. So a mm-hmm. blender death from your next. Uh, the which, which uh, one was your next oh, again? That was Adam Wingard. A couple of people uh, breaking off. Uh, Family House. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. oh, okay, yeah, the one that, that uh, yeah, I like that film a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, the bread slicer death from Fear Street, nineteen ninety four. Oh, uh, that was top Yeah. Drew Barrymore's death in Scream. Uh, the decapitation mm-hmm. in Hereditary, and uh, hmm. the opening sequence in uh-huh. Ghost Ship. Uh, so well, this is what they have in their top ten kills in horror. And, yeah, Ghost Ship was uh, really fucking tits. Yeah, that was that, that, that was, was really, pretty fucking awesome. We watched that, that killer sequence. at the Ghoul's house Absolutely. one night, and the whole time the Ghoul was going. I like even from looking like I think we like rented it on DVD and like the whole time like looking at the cover the ghoul was like I know this fucking movie I know this fucking movie and then we watched it it's like no I don't remember this I don't remember this and he was he was confusing it with George Kennedy's uh, Death Ship from like 1982 or 1983 <laughs> yeah. or something like that yeah, they had the same um, cover yeah they had a very yes, very strikingly exactly. that's, strikingly that's why I thought it was a fucking same movie yeah totally but yeah the opening sequence in Ghost Ship is pretty fucking badass. Uh, but what I was going to say when I said the, the, the body split scene in Terrifier, uh, I feel like it may, and maybe I'm wrong because there hasn't been any updates and anywhere you look, it just says 2022, but what the fuck is going on with Terrifier 2? Uh, you know, I feel like this movie has got to be in the can and there's been no updates whatsoever. And I feel like, uh, you know, it was like kind of like a, like a, like a super fun uh, you know, like nothing serious or groundbreaking, but like a super fun character and a super fun film. And I feel like when we covered it for the show, we all had a good time with it. And like, I feel like people are I people didn't. are like I still see, <laughs> I still see people like like writing about it and posting about it. And 
you know, I've just been curious as, as to where Terrifier 2 is and if we're ever going to see this film. I mean, I know Eventually. that the, uh, yeah, I, I know the people involved are, are always at, like, uh, the MJ Horror Cons and stuff like that. Um, I have a feeling that it's, like, one of those where they're still, like, trying to, because remember, the first one's a real, like, it's like an indie, indie film, you know? Um it, well, I think they're still in, like, we're trying to generate, like, funds for certain portions of it, you know? Because mm-hmm. being the sequel, it's got to be bigger than the original. So, I mean, if they're doing it right. Okay. All right. Uh, so, with that being said, going off the countdown list, let's talk about some kills that are in tonight's movie, The Last Horror Film, directed by David Winters from 1982. Uh, Ghoul, this is your pick. So give us a synopsis, what you thought about it, and let's roll. A, uh, an insane man wants to make a movie with a actress that he is completely fixated upon. And uh, he travels fixated. to the Cannes Film Festival in France to therefore film this movie and kickstart his career. But, uh, but yeah. That, that's pretty much the synopsis of the film. Deaths start mm-hmm. to happen as he's not getting his way. And, uh, yeah. And as far as, like, why I picked it, you know what? I think it was, like, one of those cases last week where we brought something up at some point that I don't remember anymore, and it just made me look something else up, and I was like, oh, look at this movie. And then I happened to find it on a website, and I was like, wow, you know what? I'm going to watch this film. And that, that, that is how this movie was our pick. I had never heard of it prior. I've never seen it before. And, uh, and yeah, I think, uh, you know, as far as the, the quick feelings on the movie, I found it to be uh, enjoyable. Um, if not, you know, in the same way, if not quite as uh, intelligent as Maniac, but very similar, and especially right. because, obviously, the main actor is the same actor. So, uh so, so yeah, I did. Uh, I did have a good time with this movie. Okay, kind of. Dean, what do you think about the last horror film? So, the last horror film from 1982, and uh, clocking in at uh, around an hour and 23 minutes, uh, but it took uh, around uh, two hours uh, to watch this film, uh, given. Uh-huh. Uh, the numerous uh, advertising interruptions and uh, the numerous uh, restarts to the beginning. Um, but with that being said, I did get a chance to, to view this film. And uh, like I say about just about every single film from this era, uh, I feel like its biggest drawback was its pacing. Uh, but I thought it was an interesting concept uh, and uh, always good to see Joe Spinell uh, doing what he does best. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I, I kind of <laughs> liked it. Uh, that, this is one, I'm not even sure I've ever, ever heard of this film, um, but, but uh, you know, it was, it was cool. Like, I, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I don't know that I would ever watch it again, but I thought it was an interesting concept when all was said and done. What about you, King? Okay. Uh, yeah, I had seen this movie years ago. Uh, I'm a huge Joe Spinell fan uh, because of Maniac from 1980, and also his little cameos that pop up in The Godfather and Rocky, 
You know, he's just this big, burly Italian guy with a mustache, just unapologetically so. Like, he was just always Joe. You know, he was a drug addict. He was a drunk, you know, but in real life. But at the same time, he put out great characters. So watching the last horror film, you could kind of say this could be Maniac 2 if you wanted to. And they tried to release it as Maniac 2 in a lot of, of areas, um, saying this was like the sequel. But there was a sequel to Maniac 2 that was sh- partially shot, never released, called Mr. Robbie, where Frank Zito, the Joe Spinell character, was a clown working at uh, a children's show. And in his off time, he would read letters from kids saying, my dad beats me, and I don't like him. He would just go kill the dads. So, I, would, I would love to see this movie get made. But the last horror film reunites him with Carolyn Monroe, which he starred in Maniac and Star Crash. And it's just one of those movies within a movie within a movie where you're just like, oh, there's fucking, uh, I'm not in the movie? Okay, I'm, I'm in another movie. And then to have uh, his actual mother play his mother in the movie is amazing. In his apartment, no less, in New York City. So all those scenes were shot in his actual apartment uh, between him and his mother Aww. before he leaves and does his thing. Yeah, and saving uh, those expenses on set pieces, because one of the things that I learned that I thought was really cool was that they shot this film uh, guerrilla style, the Cannes Film Festival, yep. uh, with no permits. Yes, they did. Uh, you know, yeah, filming all of the sequences there kind of on the sly, uh, you know, which is, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah so actually, the movie uh, off, we funny. have. Yeah. Hmm? Well, I was going to say, it was actually funny because it kind of reminded me of some of the stuff that Ryan Scott Weber used to do, uh, where when he was filming <laughs> yeah. his movies, he'd always have like those cameo appearances from people that he would, you know, obviously he would talk to them and get their permission, though. Um, but like, you know, again, like he would go to like a con, talk to, to whoever it is, and then have that appearance, like, in his film, where he'd have them say a line, but then, like, cut it into the movie. And, and again, he had to have their permission to do so, but it was, it was done in a very similar style. Um, and just to, mm-hmm. just to resound, I, 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 was gonna, I waited on it, but Dean, just like you, two hours? You're lucky, two hours. For me, it took me about three hours total to watch this movie as I tried to stream it from my phone to the television using the AirPlay feature, you know, where you just hit the button and boom, it kicks it right on over. Like, my TV doesn't have a web browser, the PlayStation doesn't have one, the Xbox doesn't have one, so it is my only way to do it. I have to cast it from a mobile device to the television itself. Now, normally, this works very seamlessly and very smoothly. For this website, you know, for, for this movie, I will probably buy same. this film on, like, DVD or Blu-ray just because I do want to watch Not it again and hopefully get a bit of a, a cleaned-up picture on it. The film is tight. It's only – it's not that long. So I'm sure that it would be a, a much more enjoyable experience with better pacing when you're not getting interrupted literally every five minutes with a game, which I feel bad because I will tell you right now, I will never play the quarry. I will never buy the quarry. There is no way, because that fucking ad kept coming up again and again and again and kicked me back to the beginning of the fucking movie so many times that as far as I'm concerned, that fucking movie could go belly up. And that, that game could go belly up and can go fuck itself, man. And I know it's not the game's fault, but I don't care. I put it on the game. You know what? Fuck you and your advertising. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Uh, going back to the movie, uh, when we kick this movie off, we have a disco blonde wearing a red dress, walking down the street at night, 
going back to her house where she has a hot tub, immediately strips off to show her to Dallas and gets in that hot Titties. tub, bathed in that light, just enjoying Titties. those tadows, you know, her, her boobies. Uh, so she's enjoying her hot tub, relaxing, but there's a killer off screen that has something else that he wants to do with this blonde in the hot tub, which is to put a cable into the hot tub, set off the electricity, and shock her to death. The end? Yeah, the end. And we see that we're in a movie theater with Joe Spinell playing the character of Vinnie Durand, watching this movie. So you have people saying, oh, I don't like it. This is gross. And, of course, he kind of has a similar reaction. But it's one of those movies where, like, that's how the fucking movie ends? A killer shocking a blonde to death in a hot tub, and that's it? The end? Okay. I'm kind of on board for these movies. It's like, you know, no killer reveal, no nothing. You just get the, the death, and that's it. Uh, but we see that Joe Spinell as Vinnie Durand, he has these high visions of being a director, of being the only director that gets Oscars, that gets rewards for his horror movies and all of his projects. But he's a taxi driver. So he's just kind of lounging about in New York City circa 1982. Ugh, what a fucking era where it was still fucking just porno theaters everywhere and movie theaters and him driving around and just – Living the life of a guy that wants to have more. All he knows is that he's going to fucking town, man, because he has to meet Jenna Bates, his actress. Well, you got to love any movie that starts off not only with titties, but, you know, with fucking Joe Spinell jacking off in a the theater. Now, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a bygone hour for just, you. He's just sweaty the entire time. We get a lot of Depeche Mode in the soundtrack uh, because they did provide the soundtrack for this movie. Um, but, again, he wants to go to Cannes, so he's not going to let anything stop him. So when he gets back to his apartment, he's talking to his mother. I made some, you know, macaroni and cheese. He's like, I'm sorry, Mom, don't have time. Don't have time, Ma. i got to get to Cannes. Like, I'm going to make a movie with Jonna Bates. So you're just stupid, and, you know, this whole idea is dumb, and you're not going to get anything done. I'm sorry, I'm going. So, of course, he has to go. And once he gets there, Typical he lands, and we Mom see. That whole thing. Just get a job. Just drive the taxi. Be happy <laughs> yeah. with what you got. You know, just stay here. Let me feed you. Come here and eat. You're not eating enough. You look like you need more food. Yeah. That girl Fine, that you I'll take it. I'll take it. good for you. This, it's like, dude, come on, man. Fucking let me live my life. For the love of God, I want to go follow my dreams. But, but here's a personal question real quick, just, just to throw it out there. You know, like, I know for me, and, you know, look, I've, I've had all kinds of crazy fucking sexual exploits. I've done all kinds of weird shit. But one thing I can say I've never done was sit in a fucking movie theater with a bunch of other people and jacked off. Have either of you guys ever done that? It just seems so fucking weird. No. No, never. No, uh, I, there yeah, was no, never. Uh, where I was in, I believe it was, <laughs> I believe it might have been uh, Jurassic Park 2, uh, where <laughs> I was working. Jurassic Park 2? No, 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 do not quote that, that's not what I said, uh, but I was, um, just in. you know, working at Applebee's in the Freehold at the time, and a bunch of us uh, had gone over there and, like, smuggled in booze and whatnot. And, uh, you know, there was a girl uh, that, like, I that, I that I had been talking to and maybe we were going to hook up. And, like, I had I was just, like, just had, like, a raging fucking heart on uh, the whole time and, uh, like, desperately fucking needed to have release. I actually ended up hooking up with a different girl later that night in my car and did not get the release that I so, so needed until I got home. But, no, I guess... Uh, in some way, that's maybe the closest I ever ever came. Cause, but it, the thought has never crossed my mind to jack off in a movie theater. 
No, yeah, like, and I've been I, jacked I, I, off in a theater, but like never myself. You know what same. I mean? Like I've never, never done that. You know what I mean? Like again, but like free Willy. Yeah, yeah, and it's happened, you know. But like at the same time too, you know what? Like now that I really think about it, I've also never. Like I don't think I'd ever want to go in one just because. I'm not a germ phobe. But at the same time, the idea of going into one of those fucking theaters and like I just I wouldn't be able to sit in a seat. So it just sticky. wouldn't fucking happen. Yeah, this <laughs> idea of the fucking like a regular movie theater's floor is already sticky enough from all the fucking popcorn. So to fucking walk into a porn theater and fucking have the sticky floor and be like, wow. You know, I remember at your bachelor party, Dean, when fucking we went to the uh, the video booth. You know, a bunch of us and threw on whatever, like, fucking video just to check out, like, what the fucking booth was like. And that floor was pretty fucking sticky, if I remember right. So, yeah, it was. Did we lose uh, him again? I guess we lost him again. If we did, he'll come back. So anyway, right here. With the movie. Uh, Jenna Bates played by Carol Monroe, who I talked about earlier, who was in Star Crash and Maniac with, with Joe. Yes. Uh, she lands as this amazing actress. She has a movie that's playing at cons called Scream. Whoa, Scream? Yeah, because Whoa, you could do that with titles. Where she has her face burned off. And again, she has her face burned off at the end of the movie, the end. I'm like, these fucking movies fucking rock, dude. <laughs> I would love to see a movie where a girl gets her face burned off and it's like, that's it. Okay, go home. No explanation. <laughs> There's no killer, you know, uh, reveal. It's just a, a girl getting her face burned off, and that's it. So walk out. So from this, the judges at cons are like, oh, yes, best actress, best actress, best actress. But it's funny because this movie was released in 82. It was filmed in 81. In 1981, uh, Isabella Ajani won Best Supporting Actress in Possession, which is a horror film which is something that Khan's always kind of shunned, but they felt like she had done such a good job in that movie that she won Best Actress. In this movie, Jenna Bates is winning the award because of her role in Scream. You know, all, the, all the judges just love this fucking movie. Um, and, but there's controversy with her because she arrives with not only her ex-husband, Brett, but oh, she also drama. arrives with her it's current started. husband, Alan Cunningham. You know, who is, you know, the new director who she is married. So it's a love triangle, you know, with Brett and also with Alan. But they're going to make Was she married to the new guy or was it her boyfriend? Yeah, I no, think they were just to together. No, I don't know about that because I have a feeling they were just together with it. I know the I other don't think guy they were was married. her husband, which, is, which was the name that she had had. But I think they had been split for a while because he was like her producer or whatever. He was still attached to her. For, for that purpose, so, and especially considering she still kept his name, so, for, for the notoriety. Yeah, for but I thought they, that they were recently married. Were not married. Okay, yeah, I know Brett was the ex, Alan Cunningham was the, the current beau, but for some reason I thought they were married. I thought that was, like, the big thing, where, you know, she immediately divorced Brett, got married to Alan, but interesting, I'll have to go back and see if they mentioned that. Um, but, of course, Vinny is still at cons, wanting to get John to be a part of this movie. So he's going to suit up, put on his fedora, have daydreams about being adored by dozens of fans. And I love Joe in this sequence where he has the cape on. He's got the sunglasses on. He's putting up his hands like fucking Ric Flair. It loved me. Love me. Yes, you love me. Like it's, I, just, I, I can't say enough about Joe. 
when he's just soaking it in in his daydream. But, of course, he grabs a video camera. He manages to get into a club and videotapes the action that's happening, which is a thing that we'll see throughout the movie, Vinny and his video camera, and just how he uses it during certain things to get his footage, get his movie be told. So the next day, Brett gets a call from Vinny looking for Jenna. I, I had the perfect movie for her. Man, like, just let me have a chance. Like, I have this perfect thing. And Brett tells him, nope, you know what? I only look at agent-accepted scripts, so fuck off. Like, you're not going to get a chance. And then later, Flowers arrive with a note, you've made your last horror movie. Goodbye. And later, a gift arrives for Brett in the form of champagne saying the exact same thing. So is Vinny making these notes? Pretty much. <laughs> you have to imagine this is his way of trying to get in you know, with this crowd and trying to get Jana to be a part of his. Uh, he has a great stunt later with airplanes, which also introduces Superman 3, now in production, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> it's like not only I, that, but we're also introduced to Superman. I, uh, you know, like I, and again, like not to, to skip too far ahead in the film and everything, but I mean, I guess you kind of do. I, you know, kind of caught on quickly. I had a feeling it wasn't him. Uh, sending the letters and okay. everything. I wasn't sure who it was going to be. But for some reason, I just didn't feel like, you know what the film felt? And maybe it's because I've seen so many of these movies now. Like, So maybe if I'm seeing this in 1982, I'm not thinking that way. But like I've seen so many movies where the, the whole red herring thing, you know, your main character is the fucking red herring the whole time. You know, you're supposed to think mm-hmm. this guy's insane. He's so insane, he's definitely the killer. But, you know, being especially that this movie's listed as a horror-slash-comedy, and it's definitely not a laugh-ha-ha-ha comedy, it's a very much like a uh, almost a, a black comedy following along the lines of the like, current events at the time. You know, they mention, you know, Reagan shooting, um, you know, by Hinckley, uh, yeah. and, and the whole mm-hmm. Jodie Foster thing. I think the fact that, There's you know, a taxi driver. Is, a ta- is a taxi driver is obviously a reference towards De Niro, you know, so, so we get, we get the reference of John Paul, uh, the Pope getting, getting shot too. Yes. So it's, yep. uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of things going on about assassins, 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 and you're supposed to think that he's the assassin because he's crazy, but you know, like it just felt like it was just them trying to like direct me towards other things. Yeah. Or direct me away from other Brett things. Receives right. Cause after Brett receives that note, we go to Jana that night going to visit Brett in his hotel room and we see via kind of like found footage style where his throat is being cut. And as she makes her way to the hotel room, she's looking around for Brett, can't find him. And she gets to the bathroom and that's where she sees Brett with his throat cut and the head falls off, which I thought was a great effect. But we also see that Vinny is filming this the entire time wearing a black cloak. So he's getting her reaction seeing Brett dead, seeing the head fall off, and just filming the entire thing, you know, as he's just getting his actress that he wants. Um, and, of course, Janet goes to the police, but there's no body, so you're probably just kind of a little crazy. So, of course, Alan tries to comfort her, saying, oh, Brett was playing a prank on you. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, he's a prankster. Is that <laughs> what guy. happened? Okay, so there was yep. no body. So, see, here's one of those cases in which the fucking the, the website fucked me, shut down, and, like, completely went into, like, a, a reset at the beginning. So I had to try okay. to, like, push, 
touch the screen to bring it to like back to guess where I was at. I wasn't like I didn't know it was gonna happen. So I wasn't like paying attention to where I was time wise in the movie. So I kind of jumped like just ahead of it. So I didn't know that there was no body. So okay, so now that makes a little more sense as far as, as certain things and stuff. Okay. Yeah, the police tell her like, listen, we didn't find any body. Like we don't we're not saying you're a liar, but we're saying that we didn't find anything. You know, despite her saying, listen, I know what I saw, you know, but at the same time, they're just like, get home, you know, Alan will take you there, relax, and we'll just go about our investigation. Uh, and then during that, we have Vinny going out to the beach, watching a bunch of girls take off their clothes and go skinny dipping. And one of the girls approaches him and she's like, come on, baby, you want a part of this? Come on, come on. You know, you could join in. What about your friend Tex that dropped you off in that Corvette? Maybe he could come swim with us. And then she just slaps him. Uh, oh, you're just funny. a little baby. You're just a little baby. Look at that fucking guy. Yeah, he's not a threat. Well, yeah, he's just well, a little listen, kid. You know, she needed to step up. She didn't step up. You know, she's throwing the offer out. That's what has to happen. And you know what? At that, at that point, you need to either man the fuck up and just be ready to drop trow and get fucking get down and dirty. Or no, if you push out yep. and say that, yeah, you're going to get that fucking reaction, man. That's that. You, you were ineffective, and, my friend. Ineffective. And Vinny knows this. Like, Vinny gets it, that he was ineffective, that he, he could have had these girls if he wanted to, but because he was so shy that they, they ran off and made fun of him. So the next day, Jan is still telling Alan, Brett's dead, and it's happened. And he's, nah, that's a prank. It's fine. And again, like I had said, playing Fly Fly with a banner. It was great. <laughs> you made your last horror film. Jana, I love you. And then you get to see a bunch of boobs with a cake dropped on it. And then all of a sudden, a banner saying, Superman 3, now in production. <laughs> I was like, yes, this is the year we're in, folks. <laughs> you know, they're advertising that Superman 3 is happening. Uh, so we cut to the phone Still booth. better than Superman 4. <laughs> yep. So we cut to this phone booth that everybody needs to use. So there's a huge line for it. Uh, Vinny runs into Marty, and he tries to pitch the idea that he would have a perfect film for his client. Marty quickly brushes him away. Vinny calls home to Mama and tells her that he is producing and directing a movie starring Jenna Bates, whose mother once again says, your ideas are just crazy and you've gone off the deep end. But he has to have a daydream where he's directing himself in a movie where the director himself, Vinny Durand, is telling him, you can't even get Jenna to talk to you. What are you doing, you asshole? He's like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, I swear. I'm going to get her. Like, yeah, you can't do anything. So Marty eventually goes to the police and asks them for protection because he received a note similar to Brett, and Brett's now missing, and he wants protection. But the police are like, yeah, all right, uh, go home because we have bigger problems to deal with, like, uh, traffic. So, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's just the French. <laughs> Marty shouldn't have been surprised mm-hmm. that they turned off an American real fast. It is the French. So later, Marty is sunbathing with two beautiful women, topless, of course, because it's the French Riviera. And the note reads, have you reconsidered your offer regarding Lily Mars? Meet me at the Star Theater this afternoon. Please come alone. Tell no one but Bates. He's like, oh, that guy. <laughs> oh, that trickster. He's alive. I'll go. Like, the most fucking ominous end to a note. Come alone. Tell no one. Like I would be like, eh, I'm not. I'm just going to stay here with you know, my two beautiful women and not go because I don't 
need to go because that last line was kind of ominous. But he goes, and as he heads into the Star Theater, he's blinded by a projector. And what happens? He gets axe killed. Really kind of brutally. Um, by a killer. We don't know who. Got to assume it's Vinny because Vinny's going around being a psychopath. But Marty is now dead. So Jenna has a press conference where she's... And he's killing everybody that's in his way. Yeah. So Jenna goes to a press conference with Alan where she's pressed really fucking hard about horror movies and possibly becoming the obsession with a stalker. And I like this sequence because it's true today as it was back then. Like, it's a fucking horror movie. Like, it's what you make of it. Like, I I can't stop somebody from having their, their vision... At the same time, it's a movie. Like it's, there's real things happening in the world that are more horrific than a horror movie. Like, and that's what we need to be focusing on, not a silly horror movie where everybody is still alive at the end of the day. So I just kind of like the fact that she was putting it out there. Like, it's a horror movie. Like, go turn on the news if you want real horror. Like, don't ask me about somebody getting beheaded. You know? So hey, listen. I enjoy it. We also, though, and here's the thing, though. You have to realize, too, though, realistically speaking, we live in a society in which our news is cut and edited in a way as to not yeah. offend our delicate sensibilities. You know, I would think if they mm-hmm. actually did show so, some of the real footage and, and shit like that, I do get that it, it might be a little bit insensitive, but maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe getting a little fucking offended over some of the horrific things that happen in this fucking world is actually a good thing to really make people wake the fuck up and stand up about shit. And and don't get me wrong, too. As, mm-hmm. a, as a horror movie fan and a film fan in general, yes, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. art is art. Art, you know, is, is, is going to show you and reflect what life is. And at the same time, unfortunately, yes, there are going to be times in which real life imitates art as well you know and we're going to have unhinged people that want to do things you know that that they may have been inspired by a movie or or a television series or a book or something like that look at those two fucking yahoos in alabama or whatever the fuck it was i'm (laughs) sure they had all kinds of fucking ideas of them being the modern day mickey and fucking mallory and look how that ended up you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. you know i i mean look this shit's gonna happen regardless but uh but, but yeah, it's yeah. A, it was a. Uh, I, I did like that they brought it up in this movie. I thought I think that's something that is always an interesting conversation. No, and the conversation needs to be had. So I was glad that in 1982 they were having this conversation. Um, but at the same time, Vinny is attending a strip show, and as he watches the woman dance, he also imagines himself doing the same thing. Full on Rocky Horror. Like I have makeup on. I'm wearing, a, you know, a tights. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm dancing. I'm spreading my legs. Like, for some reason, I'm turning on. Um, I'd fuck And me. as that happens, he also thinks back to the woman slapping him on the beach, and that causes him to rush the stage and force himself on the dancer, where the security guards have to come in and grab him. Jen, I love you. <laughs> Jen, I love you. <laughs> Again, to bring up the Dean's uh, bachelor party. Getting slapped on stage was, was quite a thing. Oh, yeah, man. I remember that. You got the shit beat out of you. <laughs> oh, poor ghoul. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I loved every fucking minute of it. 
<laughs> so so unlike she. many, you enjoyed it. But. <laughs> Until we got to the back room. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Not so much. So the next day, Vinny attends the Stanley Klein horror film, which is played by the director, David Winters, playing uh, Stanley Klein. Uh, so he puts on this horror film where a homeless woman attacks a man in the middle of the street and pulls out his eye, eats it, and then just drags out his heart. And while he's trying to eat popcorn, he just is so disgusted by everything that's going on. He's trying to eat the popcorn, putting it in as soon as the homeless woman eats all the stuff out of his eye and out of his stomach. And then he rushes out of the theater and vomits all the popcorn up. And he sees Stanley Klein coming out of the theater. He's like, you're fucking disgusting, man. God damn, oh, nobody wants these movies. Do you actually get to see that shit in the movie? Yeah. Ah, uh, no yeah, shit. Yeah, she did that. This is heart. one of those fucking scenes. The ad kicked in. It fucking kicked shit back. <laughs> when I pushed it forward, it fucking had him run. Like, and I figured, oh, okay, he saw the movie. It had him rushing out of the theater. And, like, that's when mm-hmm. he ran into the guy on the stairs, and he starts yelling at him. I didn't think that we got to see anything. I just figured he didn't like the yep. movie. Fuck. No, no. Yeah, she digs out his heart and then starts eating it. So that's what oh, cool. caused uh, Vinny to get sick because he's like, this is sick. Like, you know, this is disgusting, you know, that you're showing all this in your movie, but you get to see all of that. Um, so the next day, Stanley's with his actress girlfriend, Susan, and she's like, I kind of want to leave because there's a maniac on the loose. She's like, ah, it's okay, baby. Like, just stay, like, another day, and I'll take you back tomorrow. It's all going to be fine. Because I want to take you to this abandoned church and show you around. It's, it's great. It's got a bell tower. It's going to be awesome. Let's just kind of sit down and have fun. And you know what? While we're there, let's play like a hide-and-seek game with a fucking knife. And she's like, I, I don't know if I want to do that. He's like, too late. I'm already started. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so sexy time. You. It's the 80s. They start playing their game, and Susan, not wanting to be a part of it, starts calling for Stanley, but he has been stabbed to death by the killer. So, again, we're thinking it's Vinny in this, uh, at this point. He gets stabbed to death. Susan makes it to the roof where she discovers Sam, Stanley's body, and she's shot in the head. He's dead. So she never got to make it at cons. Felt bad because she wanted to leave, but, of course, she got persuaded to stay. Vinny calls his mom and says, hey, you know, everything's going great. She's like, hey, you know what? I read all these articles, and, like, you're not in any of them. <laughs> so what the fuck <laughs> are you doing there? You're wasting your fucking time. She's like, Ma, come on, Ma. Like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm doing great. <laughs> this is awesome. You know, and he has a daydream of being mocked by everybody um, that he's encountered so far that say that he can't direct anything. But Vinny's like, you know what? At the end of the day, Ma, doing great. Love you. Bye. So she's like, come on, Vinny, come home. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, so at least he's keeping in touch with his mom. Like, he wants to, but even she's like, you're, you're fucking twisted. Like, there's nothing happening. So that night, uh, playing to the song Livewire, Jen is bathing, and Vinny, ent- uh, Vinny enters through the bathroom window, surprising her. He's got a bottle of champagne. He's telling her how hard it's been to reach her, that, that he wants to be in the movie, that he wants her to be in the movie that he has. And she's like, please leave, please. He's like, but you don't understand. Like, I have so much to talk about, and I want you to be in a movie. So in anger, he breaks the champagne bottle, and he's like, come on. Now I got you. Come on. And she's like, eh, I'm still yeah, I mean, that's not going to make them want to talk to you, man. <laughs> I know. 
He's so upset, you know, and, and jabbing the, the broken champagne bottle at her. But luckily, the doorbell rings and a, a waiter brings up some flowers for her. And this gives her a chance to escape. So she escapes to the hotel just wearing nothing but a towel and runs down the stairs to a crowd. It's like, oh, my God, this is a promotional stunt. This is great. Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. And when Vinny gets down the stairs, they're like, yes, yes, yes. And he's like, oh, okay. Let me take a second to drink this in for a second. This is great. I'm getting applause. All right. <laughs> this is what I wanted the entire time. And that gives Jenna enough time to run through the streets of France, finding Alan and getting into a car and getting away from the crowds as well. So she gets back to her room. Alan comforts her and says, uh, you know, by the way, didn't mention this before. So there's a huge fucking castle uh, in the French countryside that my musician friend Jonathan rents out. So let's just go there for like a day, and then we'll go back to the Cannes Film Festival. Like, you know what? You need a day to rest, and we'll go there. It's going to be great. We're going to bring bodyguards. So it's going to be great. And she's like, well, you know what? I guess I'll have to go. But, of course, Vinny is in tow. Vinny already knows somehow that she's going to this castle, and he's already gotten there. As soon as she gets there, he's already there, chasing, you know, running around in the woods, just waiting for his chance. Mm. He's psychic. So It's magic. So they find out from Jonathan that he's leaving for Nassau. You know, he's got a whole big thing. Stay as long as you want. It's okay, Jonathan. We're only going to stay for the night. We're going to go back to the Con Film Festival. She just needs to rest and relax. So that night, the guards hear a noise outside of the castle, and they go chasing after it, firing their guns, just willy-nilly, just fire, fire, fire. You know, it doesn't matter what we're looking at. We just know that there's something. Fire. There's an intruder fire. that we have. Well, like crossfire. <laughs> um, they manage to chase Vinny off, but they accidentally kill Jonathan in the process. This poor fucking guy is just wandering around in the dark. Yeah, they shot him. They killed him. Did you see him? Nah. But go back. Yeah, no way we killed anybody other than the guy. So the next day, Alan and Janet return to the festival, and Alan tells her that they have a decoy. So the decoy is going to look exactly like you. It's going to be dressed just like you. So, you know, anybody that's after you is going to know. And at the same time, that decoy kind of did look like her. Um, you know, Michelle, who played the decoy, I was like, you know what, that's kind of good, but if you don't look up close at her, like you'd have to be set back. Because if you got an up close look at her, Michelle Wagner does not look like Carol Monroe. I mean, the only time, I mean, do we see the decoy other than the, uh, in the front row at the, the festival? Yeah. That's it. Say that one more time. You know, she introduces herself. Yeah. That's the only time oh, you see okay. the decoy is when she's introduced and then they're separated with Jana waiting backstage. Because meanwhile, mm-hmm. Vinny is dressing up like a cop and running a letter to his mom saying, you know what, uh, everything's cool. I found the castle. It's going to be perfect. You know, it's going to be a Dracula film. She's going to be the victim. I'm going to play the hero. And then he just stuffs it into his jacket. I'm like, you're in France, dude. Do you really plan on mailing this thing from France to your mom? He did. He planned on it. So he kept it in his jacket, even though he discards it later, um, and the hat and everything else like that. Um, so 
Vinny arrives at the Cannes Film Festival, and he notices Jonna backstage, and he chloroforms her after her distance <laughs> goes and gets water hey, for her. Does this smell like so, chloroform? <laughs> I love that line. This is a poor form. And uh, he takes her away to the castle where he, he sets up his ultimate film, which is like a Dracula film. Um, and he dropped off all of his stuff as she's being nominated for the best actress. And I'm like, well, where is she? Nope. Alan, come to the backstage because your girl's missing. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so the jacket that Vinny was wearing is discovered as well as the note to his mother that Alan reads, saying that she has been kidnapped. They go to Jonathan's castle, and this is where the Dracula movie is being filmed by Vinny. He sets the stage. You have Jonna in a coffin, and he brings out a wooden stake and stabs her through the chest. And it's like, okay, well, did he kill her? No, because this is a fucking trap coffin. So stabs her through the chest, has blood effects, and she slides out from beneath the coffin. So you can see that she is completely fine. Cut, print, take one. And he is so Correct. completely enamored by her. Like, you are so good. Oh, my God, you're the best. You're the goddess. You're the everything that I could ever ask for. Um, but as she stands up, Brett shows up. Brett, the guy that had his head knocked off? No, he's still alive. He is still alive in this Surprise! movie. And reveals womp, that womp. he set everything up. Because he talked to Vinny on the phone and realized this guy, he is going to be the fall guy. He is going to be the guy I'm going to set all these murders on. He's perfect. So, of course, this is what I have. So your obsession with Jonna is the reason why I'm going to tag you. You're going to have to go down for these crimes. Vinny's like, oh, shit, really? And he tosses his cape onto Brett. Run, Jenna, run. So, of course, she goes running outside as Brett chases after them. And as she runs up, of course, Brett really catches her very quick because she's not a very fast runner. But, of course, what happens? Vinny goes complete Leatherface. Arms the chainsaw. All right, Jenna, run. I got this bit. And he just dismembers Brett with the chainsaw, standing above his body and crying and screaming and just realizing he had just defeated the villain of the movie. But again, this movie is not fucking over, folks, because we realize that as the police arrive and as Vinny is screaming, we realize that this is yet again a movie within a movie. So Vinny has been screening this movie for his mom, the last horror film. So this has all been a movie. And his mom is watching this and saying, I'm so proud of you, Vinny. I'm so proud. Do you want some macaroni you made and cheese? He's like, you know what? I don't. I don't want any macaroni and cheese, Ma. He's like, but you know what? This is my last horror film. The next one that I have, it's going to be like an outer space. It's going to be a space movie. I'm going to get Jenna Bates. She's like, hey, 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 shut up. You got a joint? He's like, you know what? I do. It's the joint. So they blaze it up 420 style you know, as the credits hit. And I was like, you know what? Oh, what better way to do it? Blaze the one up with your mother. After you showed her your movie. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Like, it, just, it, was such a, it was such a fun way to end this movie where you constantly think that you have it figured out. And then when it reveals a twist, you're like, okay, all right, so that's fine. Like, that's good. Brett's a killer. 
and then all of a sudden you're watching a movie within a movie, and it's actually just Vinny's movie that he's watching with his elderly mother in real life, and then they're just going to get high afterwards. <laughs> I, I just, I, yeah, I can't say enough about that ending. I've always loved it, even watching it now, and I apologize, Gould, the other watching it on Daily Motion. So you just you missed some things. Uh, oh, I was so trying to, to not even say the website just so that fucking nobody else had to suffer through it. What's uh, yeah, uh, it? Yeah, go, you know, go it. order it through fucking Amazon and uh, and then just go that route with it. That is what I will do at some point. Um, because yeah, I, I too enjoyed this. I did. I enjoyed the movie a lot. I, I thought the ending was fun. Um, yeah, definitely got <laughs> the Leatherface vibes. You know, got got all the things <laughs> yeah. that they were paying homage to that were popular at this time or, or a few years prior. And I do feel yeah. like this movie very much does fit the bill. I mean, for me, as Maniac 2, um, you know, yeah. I think yeah. it, uh, it, it goes very well hand-in-hand hand with that movie. Because Trauma does own this movie for releasing, and they wanted to release it as Maniac 2. But at the same time, they're like, yeah, you know what? We want to be respectful to David Winters, um, who did uh, a bunch of films. He was a choreographer. Who Dean? He did a movie Thrashing, called Thrashing. Baby. I don't. Yeah, I was going to say. Do you know about Thrashing? With Josh Brolin uh, yeah. back in the day with skateboards. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you're he talking was the director about, of like, that movie. Where the expertise lies, King Horror. Yeah, yeah, he did do that I, movie. So yeah, um, but yeah, they, I they, still love they did want to make a maniac. Gleaming <laughs> yeah. the Cube is a superior so. film. Thrashing, yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, but yeah, so it is a good companion piece. If you want to watch Maniac, and then watch Maniac too. But I think Maniac is the ultimate film, like first slasher movie for Joe Spinell. Um, you know, they never got a chance to make uh, you know Mr. Robbie the Maniac two official sequel because Joe died. Um, but you know, it's just Joe Spinell was such a great actor. Like, you see him in those cameos in Rocky and Godfather and Maniac and just, he was a product of his time. You know, he was just completely 80s, completely Italian, completely, you know, unapologetic as being this big bruiser. So, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Joe Spinell. I think, I almost don't, I think almost all of his movies. I have to look at my collection. But I'm a huge fan of that guy. But anyway... That was the last horror film. Next week, Dean, it's your pick. What do you got for us? What are we talking about? Uh, it is my pick, and we are going to be relying on the fine streaming service of Shudder. Okay. We are going to be watching, uh, and I believe it hits Shudder tomorrow, uh, but for next okay. week, we'll be watching from 2021, The Sadness. The Sadness. Oh, I've been looking forward to this one, man. So that's that's a great one. I'm glad you picked it because I've been looking forward to seeing the sadness. You know, a, a zombie movie that's been heavily talked about from Taiwan. Um, so yeah, from Taiwan. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, released so uh, January of 2021 uh, from Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, but directed yeah. by a Canadian. Directed by a Canadian. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, we shall see. But I am I I have been following uh, the yep. you know the 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 release uh, path of this one as I've been looking forward to it for some time, and I'm excited for its debut on Shutter tomorrow. Um, yeah, and 
the sadness it is. Yeah, I've been doing the same thing. I've been I've been posting about it since last year on the Talking Terror page. Like the the a lot of the reactions and a lot of the reviews got me thinking that this could be a good one. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the sadness next week uh, as your pick, Dean. So thank you so much, and we'll see you back here for that pick. If you want to just give your sign off, I will. I will. I will. I will not be sad to see you all next week to talk about sadness. Uh, but I will say good night to you all now, and I will see you all then. Awesome. Can't wait. All right, Gould. Cool. Why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? Stay scared, everybody. Stay scared. Keep it simple. There you go. And as for me, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Of course, hail Satan. Hail yourselves. Hail odorous. Watch horror movies. Keep America strong. But I want to thank all of you, including the dean, including the monkey, including the ghoul, who thanked and just wished me happy birthday uh, the other day. Uh, it definitely made for my big 38 a good one. Uh, I just can't thank the monkey enough for his gifts. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it, you know, on next week's show when he's back. But at the same time, you know, 38 and holding. You know, not quite there yet for 40. So looking forward to seeing what the year brings. Hopefully good horror movies. Hopefully good adventures. And more episodes of the show. So thank you so much. I I really do appreciate it. You know, you, you My both presence should be arriving somewhere in the next couple of weeks. So probably within a week. Uh, I can't wait to hold your so. package. Uh, yeah. You are going to have See my package in game. your hands. And, uh, yeah, it it's going uh, to gonna grow on you, that's for sure. <laughs> oh. Well, I can't wait to hold your package and just caress it and dream about it every night, Gould, because you know how much I love your package. But, of course, we'll see you yeah. back here next week where we talk about the Dean Stonebook of the Week of the Sadness, available on Shutter. Check it out. We'll talk about it. See you all next week, folks. Peace.